Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. I'm joined by Andy Watson as we talk about last weekend's Premier League action. We also preview this weekend's big game between Liverpool and Man City. Steve Steele and I were supposed to be chatting memorable sport injuries, but I forgot that Steve still uses the Motorola StarTech, so the audio was terrible. Unfortunately, it was unusable. I'm hoping we can roll it over to next week's show instead. As always, you can join the conversation on Facebook and on Instagram. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Now on with the show. I'm joined by resident pundit Andy Watson. Um, this week sees the big match between Liverpool and Man City. Before we talk about the big game, I just want to have a quick chat about last weekend. Um, how's it going, Andy? How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good to good to speak with you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, so Liverpool snatched a late win against Villa. What happened? <laughs> well, I, I was a little bit nervous last week watching it. To be honest, um, they keep calling them in the press, I guess, the mentality giants or whatever the, the, the big buzzword is right now. But, um, like, watching the game, fair play to, to Villa, they, the first half was pretty a pretty even game, I thought. And then second half, Liverpool did pile on the pressure. And it took a while, but finally, good old, um, good old left back there. <laughs> Just he popped up with the header with a few minutes to go and then Obviously, Sadio Mane, Sadio Mane, he he popped up with a last minute from the corner, another another Trent Alexander corner uh, onto his head, and yeah, just uh, like yeah, I couldn't believe it, couldn't believe it. So it was uh, a, another last minute victory, and I think the the what's the thing in the Premier League where they they've scored the most last minute goals or, or in the last ten minutes or like rescued the most points or something out of all wow. the teams. So yeah, I was pretty uh, I was pretty happy, and obviously it keeps the uh, the run going at the top of the, the top of the Premier League. Well, at the um, like Mane was the was the game changer in that one, like the cross for Robertson for the first one. Yeah, was exactly. Yeah, like a peach, and then the header was pretty spectacular too. So already this this early in the season, like he's looking odds on to be the player of the year, really, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's having a like that like. And that was the thing was when you look at like the last couple of previous seasons where obviously the first season that Salah came, he was like obviously the, the guy and then like Mane, he's always been pretty consistent. But this, like I, I feel like last season and this season he's stepped it up and like he's definitely the the number one player right now for Liverpool, I would say, by by quite some, quite some distance. Yeah, I mean like um, it was mentioned on the podcast there, when we're talking to uh, Chris and Steve, like it, it feels like Liverpool haven't even kicked into that gear yet. Um, so it, it, it's a scary talk for the rest of the Premier League when like Mane is miles ahead of everybody else, but like Salah and stuff of like that hasn't even really kicked their season off yet. It's no, and that's the uh, thing. And I'm I'm kind of hoping they 
kick it off pretty soon because it's pretty nerve wracking right now with these <laughs> with these games. But like, yeah, in in seasons gone by, these are the those are the games that Liverpool would have lost or or drawn like drawn. So so I'm really happy that the the winning those games and that's I guess what they said it's a, a sign of true champions when when they turn those games around and and get the win. Yeah, um, it, like Man City were like uh, equally almost done by Southampton, who were just coming off the back of a 9-0 loss and a 3-1 loss, I think it was, to Man City. Um, so do, do you think that the pressure is setting in already and that's why like these games are happening? Or is it they're underestimating teams a little? What do you think is like, they obviously don't think of Man City or Liverpool having issues against Villa or Southampton. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like, well, you you kind of saw last season that the um, like the the pressure wasn't really getting to either team to, like on on the run in because they are, they just went a, a crazy winning sequences and obviously Man City ended up winning the league and I think this season around obviously Man City have had a bit of trouble in defence so maybe that's like that's knocked them a little bit um, but yeah it could be that just a little bit of underestimating and of the of the teams at the plan and maybe they just think. They should be walking, what like obviously went winning, like not like no problem. So maybe they're just there's a bit of underestimate in there, and obviously it then just takes a little bit to to get going. Do you know what I mean? So like I was yeah, pretty so shocked I, with the Man, Man City. Like they they looked obviously, it, and that was the thing. It was like like I kept flicking between the two the two games because obviously I knew Man City were losing, but like the bits that I watched of that, it just seemed to be. Attack after attack after attack, where the Liverpool game they were like the building up the pressure, like and yeah, like the I I feel I think you're right. Like like Man City almost seemed like it was desperation time. Like as for, as soon as the first goal went in, like you kind of knew that they were probably going to get the second. Yeah. Um, but like if you looked at like from the sixth minute on to like when Guardiola was fighting with the Southampton manager to get the ball back and all that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah. like it, it it was just. It just had that kind of desperation look about it, especially you, like obviously, obviously, like the two games were at the same time. The fans know, and there's a buzz around the stadium that Liverpool were behind, and you know, they're probably thinking it was a, a chance missed to gain some ground back. But I mean, like Liverpool just were just phenomenal. Like about like it was it reminded me of the exact same way they did, did it to Tottenham. It was just as you said, just building it up, building up the pressure until yeah. you knew knew something was going to crack. Like I mean, eventually. I mean, you can only ride your luck for so long, and like Villa just couldn't even get the ball out of their own half at one stage. So, yeah, I mean, like you look at the percentage. I think Liverpool had like nearly, I think between seventy-five and eighty percent of possession for the for the game, which is wow. just just crazy. I think so. At, at this level, like it, it definitely is. But it's, I th- the thing is, like when Tottenham are playing against these teams, like they end up having like sixty, sixty-five percent possession, but it always feels like they're not doing very much with it. But you look at the Liverpool team, like there's just so many options like going forward that it's it's scary for every other team. Like I mean, like Robertson and uh like Trent Alexander are, are on so much of a hot streak right now. Like I mean the, the two of those are probably like the best fullbacks in football right now. And it as soon as they get the ball, you just feel that something's gonna happen. They're Liverpool are pretty lucky to be honest. Yeah, they, yeah, we would de- well probably not with obviously we signed Robertson so we and that's down to like obviously his progressions down probably to Jurgen but Trent we were lucky with Trent because he was obviously already at the club and a youngster coming through but 
yeah, we definitely got we definitely locked in. Like getting, obviously, no. I bet I, I'm pretty sure nobody expected, obviously, Andy Robertson there from the signing from Hull to to go on and be so so good. You know what I mean? So yeah, a big time. I mean, like when Liverpool signed them, like most people were like, who? Yeah, and like yeah. I mean, as you said, like it's just down to the clock, just and a lot of that has to to do with like Trent as well. That like, you know, he's obviously brought into the team at the right time and played them properly and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So so just moving away from Liverpool and Man City for a second, like obviously another big talking point at the weekend. I guess we can't talk about the weekend and not mention it was uh, on Sunday we saw the Everton uh, Spurs game. It was a pretty Drab game, to be perfectly honest. We were at Nelly's watching it, and I think we were trying very hard not to fall asleep. And then it just kind of took off there towards the end. Um, how did you find? How did you see the Sun Challenge? Oh, I definitely not a. It was definitely not obviously malicious. So I, you could tell it, like there was no intent there, and it was just yeah, yellow card, probably offence, and then it was just one of those unfortunate set of circumstances where obviously Gomez. The way he landed, obviously right on his ankle, and um, yeah, it shouldn't definitely shouldn't have been a, a red card because at first I think we all thought he was given he was obviously booked and given the yellow card, but it turned out he wasn't and was given a given a red, and yeah, I'm glad it was rescinded. So um, yeah, like it, so, so like I I think he actually did get the yellow card, and then the oh, ref okay, then the ref based on how badly the player was injured gave him a red card which to me is like i've never heard of that before because i mean at the end of the day like i'm really sorry about what happened to him because it was a fucking horrific injury but at the same yeah. time though i mean like the referee shouldn't be allowed to like just based on how badly somebody's injured is to, to book somebody or to send somebody off at that because i mean well that's that's the thing it's like obviously that shouldn't swear the like because if if obviously we we play football every friday and um, if I was playing against you and I pulled your shirt, for example, and then you fell over and tw- like obviously twisted your ankle or whatever, it was just like it. Like what? What are we coming to? Do you know what I mean? Like it's. It like, happens in every. You're right. It happens in every game, and like it's coming towards the end. It's like you could tell that he was like a little bit tired. Um, like it was a it was a kind of a tired, lazy challenge, but there was nothing malicious yeah. in it, and like I I just. And everything were kind of turning the screw just a tiny little bit. So it, could, it was it happens like a million times in a weekend in a game, and like that sort of injury wouldn't happen. Um, yeah. And like his reaction, I felt so bad for them. And obviously, yeah. if you look at the faces of the people in the crowd, they were just as bad. But then, did you see what Stan Collymore came out and said? I, I I kind of saw something in the, the press, but I yeah I don't know exactly what he said. So, so, so he he said that um, Son was playing up for the cameras. That he was there was uh, no way he was playing up for the cameras. Yeah, so he was trying to make it out that you know the players are uh, designed now because obviously of social media and all that kind of stuff that they know how to play to the camera if because these sort of injuries happen in football and they should be acclimatized to it or something like that. It's like okay. the biggest load, of, the biggest load of bollocks I've ever heard in my life. And like yeah. I've I actually have a bit of time for Stan Collymore apart from. The beating up of partners and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, like to come out as if a fellow pro to come out and say something like that about somebody, especially like Son, because he's like a a pretty seems like a pretty nice guy. Yeah, it, it was it was really shitty, and I just I don't understand why he had. 
you know, there's other ways to get yourself in the newspaper apart from beating women up and making ridiculous statements. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. And I um, think as well, like the the actual challenge, like you know, if he meant, like if Son actually meant it and was malicious, how many Everton players would have surrounded him and had a go at him? There was that, none of that. Like it was, it was just an unfortunate incident. And 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 I honestly but, think that, like I, I think uh, Gomez came out and said that, like he realised that and all that kind of stuff. So I mean. Yeah, like like we move on, but I just like obviously that took a bit of time. It was like what, like f- six minutes or something like that. So there's a lot of yeah. uh, at a time. But I mean, like we had twelve minutes of injury time, injury time. and yeah. and half of that was from video assistant referee decisions. It's it's oh. getting beyond the joke at this stage. Like, I mean, the the it shouldn't take three or four minutes for them to work out of a penalty to penalty. No. Well, that was the thing from yeah, from obviously from the Liverpool game, the Firmino incident, where every oh I think everybody has said it was he was on onside, but just the referees obviously backing each other up and saying it was he was offside. So it's and it obviously Andy Gray, even he said it was onside. It's got to be, and that's so it's got to be onside if he, if he said it. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I just like I know and. So every week we're talking about this this thing and all that kind of stuff, but it's just if we're arguing about it in the pub and we're like it's a penalty, it's not a penalty. Well, then obviously yeah. it's not clear and obvious, right? I mean, it, it is what it is, and you just kind of just the referee should just have the bollocks or whatever to just call it as it is. You know, it's yeah, it's uh, it's definitely ruined the game. Like looking at the Champions League games during the week here, they have a they have a better system. It, it just seems to be quicker. Decisions are made really quickly. Just no kind of like waiting three or four minutes and constantly going back into the earpiece and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's kind of, it's kind of a joke. Um, so just speaking of like jokes, uh, it's been announced that Liverpool are going to have to play two games in twenty four hours on two different continents. Yeah, uh, I saw that. How, how is this shit allowed to happen? <laughs> I know it's crazy. Well, I was I was actually thinking about that today. Do you remember the time when, I guess Manchester United played in the um, in the World Club Cup or whatever it's called, and so they pulled out of the FA Cup uh, with a big and with that. And there was there were they got a lot of shit for that too. Yeah, they got a um, lot of. Obviously, Jurgen Jurgen kind of came out and joked that maybe that Villa should have should travel to Qatar and. <laughs> and Dubai or wherever, wherever it is. He, he did not, did he? Yeah, and said that maybe, <laughs> but yeah, Villa should go over to Dubai and uh, and play there that or guy. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was just announced. They've, Liverpool just announced tonight that the uh, the their under twenty three coach is going to be in charge of the uh, of the Liverpool team for the, the for that game. So. Oh my god! Like it's uh, I just it's it's the same old thing with the with the Premier League. That they they punish success sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like the the time with United, United were between a rock and a hard place because England were trying to get the the World Cup and it would look really bad if they hadn't gone, all that kind of stuff, which is which is fine, right? But I mean, for, for this, where it's through no fault of their own, like only because they've won games, that yeah. they're they're going being forced to play two big big games in the space of twenty four hours, like and like. How how is that going to affect their squad? Like if you're a player and you're left behind, how's I know gonna, exactly. How's that going to make you feel? Like it, it's yeah. it's a ridiculous situation, and they really need to 
Like, I think they need to look at it again and just try and work out something. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, it just and makes zero thing, sense I, I think, I, I think behind, obviously, closed doors, they have talked about other dates, and that's the date that Liverpool went with, just because all the other dates were more, now, obviously, they might be in the UK, back in the UK when the other dates were, but it, they're just so close to m- more important games that then probably how they perceive things, like obviously Premier League games or Champions League games. Like, so, you, you look at, like, I mean, like, if I was a sponsor, like, if I was, like, Haribo, I'd be, like, nobody gives a shit about this thing. Like, why are we sponsoring it? Um, just yeah. pull out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like why they, they're paying all this money. Like, obviously, Liverpool are going to take the World Club Championship way more serious than what they are to Haribo. And it's, you know, it, it's... It's also not fair on some of the other teams like that. You know, like one of the better teams that are left in it are now feeling a weak inside, like a really weak yeah. inside, because they're going to have to like put put kids in because what well, they need to bring twenty five players or whatever, like a proper squad to Qatar. Yeah, so, yeah. I was like, and I was looking at things and like what somebody's kind of said that they like that they're going to. He's probably like he's. I think he's committed to play like a similar team in the next round of the Carabao Cup. But what he might do is he might name his, like, whatever it is, a 21-man squad, but only take 15, 15 over for the first game, and then the rest may join if they get through to the final. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Like, yeah. And it's, then, it's so much travel, too, especially, like, it's in December, so you're coming into that horrible, like, Christmas schedule. Oh, yeah. There's, I think Liverpool have got nine games in December, which is... Like it, it, and I mean, and like that's how are lost. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Like it feels like you have to throw a few games to like make sure you win the Premier League, and that's obviously the big one. Like, you know, there's not more important for Liverpool than uh, I think anyway of like winning the the Premier League. Even that it's more important than Champions League. It's just such a big hurdle for them to get over. Yeah, I. I'm sure. I'm sure more stuff will happen before then, but it's just, you know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think if like Liverpool play Napoli next in the Champions League and in December, I guess like the last group game, to get away with um, playing the kids, playing the kids and stuff. So who knows? We'll just yeah. as the games go on, we'll see what's going to happen. I guess. But, but I mean, like it's also a factor like that when you've got. Like nine games like that. Like I mean, there's risks of injuries to your better players. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not a good situation. And hopefully, it won't happen. But like they'll do something that isn't as stupid as what they've come up with. Um. So looking ahead to Sunday, then how do you see that game panning out? Um. It's going to be uh, obviously a very tricky game. Um. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm just hoping obviously that Liverpool can continue the run. Obviously. Um. Man City had an eventful game to the, tonight, it seems like. So um, it sounds like Edison went off injured and obviously then Bravo got sent off in this game and Cal Walker ended up in goal or something like that. Uh, <laughs> so it's pretty interesting. Eh? So, but yeah, so I'm not sure obviously if, if Edison's going to be out injured for for the game. So that, because that, he'll be a big loss, I think. And um, yeah, it's just, if I, I yeah, I think... The way that Man City played tonight, if they play like that, then Liverpool could give them a a, a good going over on on Sunday. But it, it just depends which Liverpool shows up. Do you know what I mean? If it's the fluid attacking Liverpool, then I'm, I'd be feeling pretty pretty confident. 
but also Liverpool's defence hasn't hasn't been as good this season. So I'm hoping for yeah, a clean it's, sheet. It's quite like I like I don't see Liverpool having a clean sheet to be perfectly honest with you. But I No, I know me neither. I, I don't see Man City having one either. So it's I, I honestly think that's not I'm hoping and I I'm thinking that it's not gonna be a, a cagey match. I think it's actually gonna be two teams going hammer and tongs at it, which is it obviously what everybody wants to see? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's sure. like it's yeah. uh, like if you've got the two best teams in the league. You don't want them to to have like just them sitting back and playing out with a goal of straw. Like nobody wants to see that to happen. So do you think that like with the significance of this game, like whoever wins this one will go on and win the league, or do you think it's too soon to? Oh, I, I definitely think it's too soon, especially with what we just talked about Liverpool December. Um, yeah, like I. I I I would hold I I think I would hold judgment on Liverpool's chances until until like the new year like after just around Christmas when when usually the team that's top would win it obviously that didn't happen last year with Liverpool because <laughs> Liverpool were only like six or seven points clear this time like obviously at Christmas last year or whatever it was and um, obviously that you know we know we all know how that panned out so. So yeah, obviously the I, th- I think the the win for Liverpool would give them uh, like a lot more confidence. The the, the gap would be obviously uh, I think what uh, nine points. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's which that's is pretty good. Though. Yeah, but we still got to. But then obviously if we drop a couple of points in December and then play Man City at Man City, so there's all those kind of. But um, you would it would be very hard for them to lose it. But yeah, yeah it, I, it, I, it I followed Liverpool for long enough to <laughs> uh, to know that it's it's not over until it's. <laughs> mathematically impossible pretty much so so i guess then i have to ask you then what be what's your prediction for the match who should we put our money on um i'm obviously i'm hoping for liverpool i'm just i kind of i actually watched the highlights a couple of days ago of where, um a couple of seasons ago when liverpool won 4-3 i don't know if you remember that game where liverpool was 4-1 up and then it man city got it back oh to yeah 4-3. i think it was oxlade chamberlain scored a couple of goals and Salah scored from his own half or the near the halfway line. Yeah, so I'm 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 kind of thinking it's going to be a game like that. So I'm I'm thinking something like four two or some something crazy to Liverpool. I'm uh, I'm going to go with Liverpool winning that one as well. I think it'll probably be like three one or something like that. So I I I can see Liverpool scoring a few goals just with the way Man City's defense is kind of patchwork right now. And as you said, like. Yeah, and that's Ed- the thing. Ed- if is out, and that's the thing. I'm thinking if like if like obviously the defense is. It's definitely. I'm, I'm. We're going on about the defense. They've actually only conceded one more goal than Liverpool have. And then, um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think if the if Liverpool have the press, like and like high energy press, which they go for, and like I think that will make a big like if they go with that, then that will definitely help. So uh, yeah, so it's all it's all to play for. Uh, should be a good game. Um, it's going to be shown live on the big screen at Nelly's on Sunday at twelve thirty. Um, the Liverpool FC Supporters Club uh, here in Halifax, they're going to be there in full voice. Uh, apparently, they're going to have a singer on beforehand. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to Chris earlier on. Oh, really? So, so, yeah. So uh, I'm hoping that you know that you, they tell the guy to learn a couple of the Liverpool songs, like the, that Jurgen Klopp one or wherever it is, and oh, yeah. the, the Mo Salah one as well. So, oh, yeah. Uh, it should be a good day out, whatever the score is, because those guys bring a, a good atmosphere down there. So... Um, you're not going to be able to make it. Um, I'll be there. And I'll make sure to have a point or two for you, Andy, because oh, I'm a nice guy. Make sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll support. I'll be there. I'll be your proxy. I'll be supporting Liverpool on there just to 
just to be nice to you. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see everybody there. Take it easy, Andy. Thanks for your time. No worries, man. Thank you. Take it easy, buddy. Bye. Bring me sunshine in your smile. Bring me laughter all the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy you can give to each brand new bright tomorrow. Make me happy through the years. Never bring me any tears. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. I would highly recommend come to Dirty Nellies on Sunday to watch the big game. It promises to be a titanic battle between the league's top two teams. The Privateers 1882 supporters group are hosting an MLS Cup final viewing party in support of Feed Nova Scotia and Niche on Sunday. That's from half three. Please go and support as Feed Nova Scotia is a great cause. Next year, Halifax has the big honour of hosting the Eastern GAA Championships. The Halifax Gales GAA club are hosting a wine raffle to help support it. A few bottles of wine come to Christmas always helps. Head over to their Facebook page for details. Also, if you're interested in trying out a new sport, give it a try as it's a lot of fun. The Facebook page has details on how to join the club. Thanks again everyone for the support, it's really appreciated. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and until next week, cheers. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.